Welcome to the Cheapskate Show. Hey, do you like saving money? Well, you've come to the right podcast. Every week, we share our best tips and tricks, our favorite cheap alternatives to pricey tech, and some amazing freebies you won't want to miss. On today's episode, take to the skies with some amazingly fun, amazingly affordable drones. We're also going to talk about a surprising way to save money on food. I'm Rick Broida, CNET Senior Commerce Editor, but better known as The Cheapskate. But today, because we're talking about flying, you can call me Maverick. And that guy over there is my goose, Dave Johnson. Hi, goose. I'd like to point out that between the two of us, I've actually operated military satellites in Earth orbit. And you've asked flight attendants for an extra blanket. So I'm not sure that those nicknames work out. Uh, nevertheless, we, I think we know who, who's going to be the person to survive this podcast. It'll be me. <laughs> Because Goose dies. I'm not ejecting. <laughs> Spoiler. All right, Dave. Today, we got to talk about one of my all-time favorite tech gadget toy fun things, and that is drones. I know you're excited. I have no use whatsoever for drones, but I can't stop buying them. <laughs> yeah, they're the best, most pointless uh, item, I think, that you can own. But before we get into that, a couple of quickie housekeeping items. First of all, folks, if you're listening to this podcast and you like this podcast, allow us to recommend that you subscribe to this podcast using whatever is your preferred podcast player. Dave, do you do you have a podcast app that you like best? Yes, I use Overcast exclusively. Wow, this is going to be one of those rare times that we <laughs> are in alignment on something, because I also use Overcast, but there are lots and lots of others. And even if you're just, if you're a Spotify user, you can access podcasts through that. Apple's own uh, podcast player, we are accessible in there. So just for simplicity's sake, if you subscribe to the Cheapskate Show podcast, it will just show up by magic every week in your podcast feed. So why not subscribe? Technically not magic. <laughs> it's automagic, automagically. Okay. So one more quick thing. A few weeks back, we talked about a phone carrier called Visible and the deal that they were offering on the iPhone SE, among other phones. And we had mentioned that they were doing a $200 rebate in the form of a MasterCard credit on the SE and various other phones. And unfortunately, uh, by the time that episode hits, uh, or at least not long thereafter, Visible changed up its promotions so that they are now no longer offering $200 on the iPhone SE. It's now $100 back. The $200 deal is still available on a handful of phones, but not nearly as many. So if you listened to that episode and got to Visible and were disappointed to discover that the $200 option was no longer there, we apologize for that. You know, a lot of the things that we talk about are somewhat ephemeral. These deals don't last forever. So they're accurate at the time that we are recording, but just be advised that things do change and sell out and expire. So we do apologize uh, about that, but it does happen. Okay, now that we have that out of the way, can we please talk about drones? Oh, yes, let us please talk about drones. Dave, one of my favorite memories of our uh, visits together is you and I each owned one of the Star Wars drones. I think I have the, the X-Wing and you had the TIE Fighter. Yes. And we actually went and flew them in a park and had, like, dogfights with each other. They were 
wildly overpriced when they first came out. They actually have some sort of infrared sensor, so you can dogfight and actually shoot each other down. Those drones are now long since discontinued, unfortunately, because they were really cool and fun. They were made by a company called Propel, and if you look around a little bit, you may occasionally find these available for closeout. In fact, I was just poking around, and it looks like Walmart actually still carries the TIE Fighter version of that, and it's only 40 bucks, which is just a great price for this drone. What's cool about it is that the the handheld remote plays like Star Wars sound effects and music and everything, and it's this big, like heavy-duty remote that makes controlling the thing very easy and novice-friendly. So if you want to check that kind of drone out, uh, you might look around and you might find one. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that might be your best memory, but for me, you remember we did a web series a long time ago, and one of the, the things that we did was we would bring in gadgets and talk about them on the show, and I had brought in a drone, and I tried to launch it in the studio. <laughs> right, I remember. It was the kind of drone where you can sit on your hand, and you just throw it up, and it starts flying. And it immediately rocketed up, ran into the lights, the studio lights overhead, and showered debris. Didn't it also cut your hand? Yes. I was <laughs> bleeding on camera. Oh, so now that we've discussed the gory details of drone ownership, hey, everybody, run out and buy yourself a drone. <laughs> So let's talk about a couple of the different, I guess, categories of drones that are out there right now. Because a while back, when these first hit the market, I mean, you you were you'd had to pay five hundred, seven hundred, thousand dollars even on the most basic entry level drone. And thankfully, just a few years later, that's no longer the case. In fact, we're going to talk about a couple models that are in like the twenty to thirty dollar price range and are surprisingly good. But Dave, if you're looking to buy a drone, like what what are some of the questions you really should ask or, or know before you decide what to get. Well, you need to decide what you're actually going to use the drone for, right? This yeah, is a right. really important consideration. Do you want to shoot video? Do you just want to take still pictures? Do you not even care about that, but just want something that you can fly like a model airplane? You know, just the joy of acrobatics and flying it around. Right. I and I would also say that it's worth considering, do you want it to be in any way smart or programmable? Like, for example, do you only want to control it from the controller, or would you like it to be able to automatically go up to a certain altitude and fly a circle around you or follow you? Right. And so what I would recommend is, first of all, is this for you? Are you a grown-up person and you're planning to fly this thing, or is this for a kid? And I'm going to start real quick with like the kid recommendations because I know especially during quarantine and everything while, while, you know, kids were stuck at home and couldn't even go outside because it was winter that drone sales just went through the roof because it's really kind of a fun indoor toy provided you buy the right kind of drone, uh, for indoors. And so if you're looking for something for, for a kid, the most important thing is to make sure you choose a model that has blade guards. In other words, the, you know, the, a, a drone has four, uh, propellers, and if it's an outdoor model, those are usually exposed, which means that any hand or face that gets near them could really get hurt. But the little indoor drones, a lot of them have these blade guards, so there's like a plastic casing around the propellers, so they can bounce off of walls, and they can bounce off your arm, and not do any damage. 
So if you're looking for something for your kid, uh, or even it's just for yourself and it's your first time flying one, I really recommend getting something that has blade guards. And that actually saves you money in the long run because otherwise you either destroy the drone or have to replace the propellers on a regular basis. Yeah. <laughs> the other important feature you want to look for is altitude hold, which thankfully is fairly common nowadays. It's it's actually more rare to find a model that doesn't have that. But if you you know if you happen to be shopping around or you're like in a five below store or something like that, and you see a drone that's like super cheap and you think, oh, I'm going to grab this, it might not have altitude hold. The reason that's important is that you don't want to have to be fighting the up-down axis while you're also trying to steer the drone. You want a drone that takes off and hovers at a particular, at whatever altitude you set it at, and then kind of stays there, which gives you the freedom to fly it left and right and backwards and forwards without having to worry about altitude. So blade guards, altitude adjustments, those are the key features, I think, for any novice or any kid. And then there's also features like one button landing and return. You know, there, there are drones that if the, the battery gets really low, it'll automatically come home or you can press a button on the remote and it'll come back to you, which is really handy because the thing that I am most worried about when I'm flying a drone is just losing it. <laughs> right. Or, or it goes up on the roof and then, you know, dad has to get out the ladder and go get it. <laughs> so, Dave, I think you had a recommendation. Let's start a little bit at the higher end, because, again, you, you can still spend three hundred, five hundred, a thousand dollars on a drone. But that's not what we are about. So I think you had a good recommendation for even below the mid range, but a really good kind of all around affordable drone. Yeah, I think $100 is a reasonable amount of money to spend on something like a drone. You can go down as low as $20 or $30, and I think you're going to pick up the low end. But without going all the way to a $500 drone, you can get something like, I'm not even sure how to pronounce it. I think it's Ryze, R-Y-Z-E, by a company called Tello. And one of the reasons I really like this drone is they did a partnership with DJI, which is hands down the most well-known, most popular brand of drone on the high end. And so they have DJI technology built into the drone. And this drone, it's, it's, it does have blade guards around it, so you can fly it indoors, but it's mainly an outdoor drone. It does all kinds of interesting things, including, and this is the reason I love it, it's programmable with a visual programming language where you can drag and drop commands onto a screen and that will tell it how to fly, where to fly, when to come back, all the things. To do. It's great both as an adult and for kids to get experience playing with drones and sort of learning to program. Yeah, I think that's a great starter uh, starter drone, especially like for a teenager who might also be a little bit interested into programming. It takes uh, high-resolution photos and uh, reasonably decent HD video, which a lot of the cheaper drones are just really poor at. And one other interesting feature, if you have goggles or VR goggles, you can actually fly it in a first-person view. <laughs> and you just make sure to keep a bucket nearby for when you inevitably get motion sick <laughs> and vomit all over the place. Okay, so let's go on to a couple of much more, even more affordable drones that are really kind of kid-minded. But if you're a grown-up and you just want to kind of see if this is your cup of tea, 
great for you as well. And I'll preface this by saying that on Amazon, there are probably several hundred different kind of no-brand drones that are identical or at least very similar. And so I just picked a couple at random that have uh, very good reviews and that look similar to ones I've tried in the past. The first is is from a company called Snaptane. Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, It's the H823H+. And it's just uh, this little drone with blade guards and a little tiny handheld remote it comes with three batteries which is nice because after you fly for five or six minutes you can pop in the next battery and fly for another five or six minutes or whatever uh so that's kind of a nice perk and it's currently priced at 30 bucks which is amazing to me and there's even a coupon on the product page right now that knocks another five percent off so it's really more like 28.50 just a great great place to start so this model does not even have a camera built in but i would argue that there's really very little point unless you get a decent drone like the one we talked about a little earlier that has a decent camera built in there's really no point the the, the video uh, recording is just going to be terrible it's really more about the fun of flying. So there's no camera here. There is a, a front LED, but it has altitude hold and all the other important stuff. So great for beginners. So we have one more we want to talk about, Rick. And this one I think is interesting because it scratches an itch where if you've ever thought, I'd like to have a drone that I have a little guy stand on and do aerobatic stunt flying with, th- this is the one, right? Yeah, this is the drone for kids who like to play with army guys. You know, yeah. like, it looks like an army guy hopped on board a flying skateboard and took off. This thing is so cool. And for, it's what, 20, it's $25 on Amazon normally. But right now I see it's marked 21 bucks. I don't know if it'll still be that price when this episode drops or not. But for that, you get this really interesting quadcopter that uses over and under blades rather than four laid out in a line. And it comes with this character that can stand on the drone or it can go in what it calls paraglider mode where the character hangs underneath. This is straight up a toy. It is not something you're going to use to film selfies with at the Grand Canyon or something. It's just for playing with. But on that front, it is. it looks like a total blast. Oh, and it totally is, too. I literally am looking at one here. I've got the guy hanging from a hook next to my desk <laughs> just because it's a, visually it's so cool. And so this idea of a flying paratrooper that you can control, I just think like – 10-year-old Rick would have just been playing with this nonstop all day, every day, having him swoop in at the last minute to save the day, get into a radio-controlled car, and oh my god, it would have been great. But I have a very important question, since you own this drone. Why is he wearing a tie? (laughs) He's a professional, Dave. That seems dangerous to be flying on a drone with a necktie. That's kind of like why superheroes shouldn't wear capes. He's also got a a beret and sunglasses, so he's super cool. He really is. All right. So, everybody, that's just one more example of kind of the the different kinds of drones you can find for for very little money. And they're just a lot of fun. So if you have not yet dipped a toe into drone waters, uh, here's a couple of good options for you to get started. And let us know what you think. What have you flown? Uh, What have you tried? What have you liked and what have you not liked? Uh, Reach out to us at CheapskateShow at cbsinteractive.com, and tell us your thoughts. So, Rick, you have been talking endlessly about intermittent fasting to me personally, and I know you wrote a story about this on CNET some time back. 
I'm still on the fence about it. I've tried it. I'm not really sure exactly why I tried it and what the benefits are. So I can't wait to hear it directly from you. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not insulted by the fact that I keep mentioning it to you. <laughs> what, that you keep telling me I need to eat less? <laughs> you know, Dave, intermittent fasting can really help you lose some weight. <laughs> nudge, nudge. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm kind of become uh, an evangelist for intermittent fasting because I've kind of struggled with my weight for most of my adult and even teenage life. And it's one of the few things that I've ever found that I'm able to stick to. So let me just quickly introduce what it is. And then you're probably asking yourself, why the heck are we talking about intermittent fasting on the Cheapskate Show, which is all about saving money? There's a semi-obvious but often overlooked financial benefit to doing intermittent fasting. It's exactly what it sounds like. Intermittent fasting means that you just don't eat for a, a period of time. And that period for most people is around 18 hours. So just to put this in, a, in an example format, say you eat dinner at 6.30, okay, and you're done by 7. If you're going to have an 18-hour fast, that just means you don't eat again until 1 o'clock the next day. So, yes, it's skipping breakfast, which we've all heard is bad, but it's not. And it just means having your lunch a little later, maybe, than you are accustomed to doing. So, the, so let me ask a very functional question. Am I intermittently fasting right now by not eating while we record the podcast? <laughs> I, I'm so proud of you. You're able to go the whole podcast without eating? That's right. I, I have a stack of Pop-Tarts here, but I haven't eaten any of them yet. <laughs> You know, just just wait until we're done, and then you can go to town on those. And of course, this can be you can mix this up however you want. You know, you can you can make the fast longer or shorter. You can do it at different hours of the day. And I'll just note again, if you want to learn more about this, I have a pretty in-depth story on CNET called Intermittent Fasting: How It Can Help You Lose Weight and Even Save Money. So let me just quickly veer into the save money part of this. It's pretty obvious. You're you're not eating a meal. You're basically skipping a meal or more. Sometimes people skip two meals every day. Well, that's you know one third less you're spending uh, at the grocery store or at restaurants or whatever, and that can really really add up. And especially in these times right now where people are out of work, on unemployment, and everything, and struggling. It's almost like when you look at it in that way, it's like, hey, this is a way I can really save on my food bill. I know it sounds kind of ridiculous, but it does help. Now, someone like me, I, I always joke about the Pop-Tarts, but honestly, I often don't eat breakfast at all. So it sounds like if I eat dinner at, say, 6 or 7 p.m., and I'm done, and you know I don't snack at night for the most part, so I finish eating at 7 p.m. If I don't eat breakfast and I have lunch at noon, I'm intermittent fasting by default, right? I'm automatically doing it. Yeah, you are kind of sticking to that. Now, you know, you may think that you're – so do you ever have like like a pop or, or some other kind of drink? Um, yeah, that's you know, the thing. Sometimes I'll have a snack or I'll have – 
something sugary in the morning, like maybe at 9 or 10 o'clock, because I work from home. If I don't cut it out, then I'm not intermittent fasting. Exactly, right. So basically, and again, I, I don't want to get too far because I think this is something that, that's better read about, but you, you have to engage with, in what's called a clean fast, which means that basically you cannot have calorie one in your body in order to reap the benefits of the fast. And that means the hardest part about this for most people is giving up cream and sugar and or sugar in your coffee or tea or whatever your morning beverage is. That is just really hard for people. I was always coffee with sugar and I had to switch over to drinking black coffee, which I now actually prefer to tell you the truth. I made the switch and, and I, I am happy I did. But that, that is like for many people the hardest part about this. But if you can get over that, I'll, I'll just again use myself as an example. I typically fast for, on average, about 18 hours, okay? And then during my open window, during that period when I'm allowed to eat, I eat whatever I want. And it's ridiculous sometimes. I'm talking like pizza and ice cream and all the things that are bad for us. I'm not cutting anything out of my diet. So if I want to have a cookie, I have a cookie. And that is just the beauty of this whole thing is that you're not depriving yourself. You're delaying. You're just saying, I'm not going to eat anything until my window opens and then I'm going to eat normally. Now, you can't get, you know, you can't be crazy about it. You can't eat a whole pizza and a bucket of fried chicken every single day. (laughs) But you don't have to deprive yourself. And that's what I love about this and why I've been sticking with it. And I have lost weight gradually over time. It doesn't happen overnight. But it's just a lifestyle that I really have come to like. And I especially love the money saving aspect of it. So, If you want to learn more about it or you even want to just ask me questions about it, send me an email. I'll be happy to answer them. Check out the article that I wrote online. See if you might like to give it a try, and you can save yourself some considerable amount of money. I'd also like to ask anyone that has tried it or is decided to try it now, send us a note and tell us what your experience is like. Hey, Rick, we have a listener question from a Matt Modrich, and he says, I was thinking about purchasing a Bluetooth speaker to listen to your show. Aw, that's so nice. While I work outside for up to four hours a day, what Bluetooth speakers do you recommend in the $10 to $40 range? (laughs) First of all, I want to know what work you're doing outside for four hours per day. That sounds pretty sweet. Well, maybe he's gardening or, you know, doing yard work. Yes. Well, this is the ideal show to listen to. And, (laughs) of course, to fill four hours, you're going to have to, like, listen to it several times through. So Bluetooth speakers are something that longtime cheapskate readers uh, know that we often joke about because there have been so many Bluetooth speaker deals over the years. Uh, They come in all shapes and sizes, uh, all price ranges. There are just a gazillion different ones to choose from. But I think we have narrowed down, if you're looking to spend no more than about $40 on a, on a good Bluetooth speaker, I think we have found arguably the best, single best option. Dave, what is it? Well, and it comes in at exactly $40 because that's how I roll. A, it's an anchor speaker, A-N-K-E-R. It's a good, reliable brand, and they have the Soundcore 2 portable speaker. It's a 12-watt Stereo speaker has Bluetooth 5. It has an IPX7 rating, which means that you can actually dunk it in water and it should survive. It's a good all-around compact 
almost fit it in your pocket small speaker. Yeah, and it's actually been priced less than $40 a few times in the past. So it does go on sale from time to time. You might be able to find it for $35 or even as low as $30. In fact, on the product page right now is a coupon you can clip that'll save you $3. So it'll at least gets down to uh, $37. But yeah, the, the Anchor stuff has been rock solid over the years. This is not a super well-known brand, but they just they make some really good audio gear. And one other cool thing about this is that if you buy two of them, you can pair them together for true stereo sound. So forget about being outdoors and everything. You can have two of these inside your house, set them about six feet apart and have true stereo. And for 80 bucks, that's that's pretty amazing. Oh, also, I buried the lead. I can't believe I didn't mention this, but it has a 24-hour battery, which there are speakers that have even longer battery than that. But in my book, it's hard to beat 24 solid hours of playtime. Yeah, so Matt, you can take this speaker outside with you six times for four hours at a stretch without ever having to go back to the charger. It impresses me that you could do that math in your head. Or did you bring up a calculator app? (laughs) No. (laughs) So thanks for that question, Matt. And of course, everyone, if you have questions of your own to send our way, please do. It's Cheapskate Show at cbsinteractive.com. Send us your recommendations, your tips, your questions, all that good stuff, and we will do our best to address them on a future episode. Everybody, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with more deals, more money-saving advice. In the meantime, you can find daily deals by visiting cnet.com slash cheapskate, follow us on Twitter at Cheapskate Blog, or on Facebook at Cheapskate Rec. So until next time, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay cheap. <laughs> 